0: The world is a big and magical place, and Jason and Colin are your
1: guides. So grab a bucket of pixie dust, because this is Disney World with sass and no strollers. And here are your two fairy godfathers.
0: What's up, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Two Fairy Godfathers. I'm Jason Matheson. I'm Colin. You know my name by now. Wow, you went very informal today. Is this Colin? It's Colin. Who the hell are you, Cher? You can go by one One name. name. I'm the original. Oprah? Yep. You're Colin? We're on episode 40. If you don't know who I am by now, then we're in trouble. We're doing this crap again. (laughs) We're starting all over again. Here we go. The world is a big and magical place,
1: and Jason Mm -hmm. and Colin are your your guys.
0: So grab a bucket of pixie dust.
1: I'm not a professional broadcaster. Because this is Disney World with sass watch and how, no scrollers. Watch how pro does it. Here we go. And here are your two fairy godfathers.
0: Why? Hello, everybody, and welcome to Two Fairy Godfathers. My God-given name is Jason Matheson, and
1: don't you say a word over there. <laughs> See, and my God-given know. name is Collinsworth Haas, but no one cares about that. Yeah. It actually
0: is Collinsworth. Did you guys know that, fairy friends? Oh, why did I say that? Tell everybody why your
1: name is Collinsworth. Oh, my dad thought that I would be president of the United States one day and that the president And not a homo a, talking about Disney on a podcast. I know how he's so disappointed, but he thought that the president should have a really regal, cool, powerful name. So, it's my name. Okay, speaking of professional and you're giving me a hard I time about not saying i know but i'm like have you listened to our open it literally says this is disney world with sass that's me i'm I, the sass i'm aware and that's why i was just giving you crap. crap crap
0: you're God just so Lord. excited
1: about your okay fairy friends here's what's going on we got our um in-home studio finally much all set up a few things but yeah a couple things we're still waiting on but jason's sitting over there and he's plugging in his sound effects and hooking everything up. And he's so proud of himself. So. I am very, it's, it's finally,
0: it actually feels nice. We had just a few more tweaks, but other than that, it does. It feels really, it feels really good. So by the way, congratulations to us. You're listening to, well, pop some champs girl. It's episode 40. Can you believe we've done 40 of these? Did you think this day would ever come? No, I thought we would be fighting and not doing this by 20. <laughs> I'm joking. No, no, I know. Well, no, 40s wow. just that's a lot. This is why you don't work with your spouse, ladies and gentlemen. That's right. But no, that I, it's great. I'm glad that we were at 40, but 40 is a lot. That's a great library of content. I had a woman yesterday. I I uh own a restaurant too, Betty and Earl's if you're ever into the Twin Cities. But I had a woman yesterday come out to and this happens. I don't and it happens to you. You're around when it happens. Out of all the things, I love when people say they love the talk show or the radio show, and now the restaurant. But I think it's because this is so homegrown. I had a woman yesterday said that she's never been to Disney, and she went and she looked at me and she goes, I went, unfortunately, I had to go with my grandkids. And she starts <laughs> laughing. But she said that she listened to our entire library of podcasts to get ready for, it and it really helped her. And it saved her money. It saved her stress. That's really nice. Oh, yeah. Like, that's – it makes – it makes it makes it not that this isn't worth it i mean this is a this is a passion
1: project but it that's really nice i know i love it it always catches me off guard when someone comes up and they're like are you colin mm-hmm. and i'm always expecting them to be like i love jason or jason's so funny and then when they say i love your podcast yeah it's nice i love that it's very nice
0: cuz we do love i mean this is look girl we we, have, we we don't we have a lot to do this is pure passion we love going to disney We love sharing. I mean, you should hear us when we're walking around, everybody, and something happens. We're like, girl, we need to put this in the podcast. Like, this person is a pain in the ass or this needs to change. Colin and I always said that if theme parks were smart, they would hire us. I want to be a theme park consultant. Yeah, because we would go in there. And as I've said for years, since 97, tell them all about themselves. My friend Temple was the one that said that, but yeah. Tell them all about themselves in a variety of ways. Well, Disney's finally getting better at it. You they have been watching the Imagineering story, oh, which, which we should do a whole episode on how good the Imagineering story on Disney Plus is. Oh yeah, we'll get there. It's so we good. have to get holidays out. I know, but, friends, but yeah, but a quick little mention, a little quick mention. If you have Disney Plus and you want something to watch, and you're a Disney freak, there is no reason why right now. Finish listening to this episode. But you should be watching the Imagineering story. It's so good. Tell folks
1: it's like what six We've, episodes, so like forty-five minutes each. Yeah, and it's basically like the, an inside look and the history of the evolution of Disney parks, all twelve of them. You did very good with that explanation. So, but I mean, it's yeah. all it's all focused on the parks. It's not the movies. It's not the studio. It's well, Imagineering. But yeah, yeah, yeah but I mean, parks. it's. Fascinating! It's so good, everybody. And now I want to go to Shanghai. I never thought I would say that, but yeah, we both. Yeah, I want to
0: go to Shanghai, and now I want to go to Disneyland Paris. Yes, those are the two I want to see the most. Our friend Fallon, uh, from our from a competing radio station here, but she's my friend. She's our friend. Fallon went. Now I just remembered that that she went to Disneyland Paris. Mm-hmm. Now I have so many questions for. Her. If she didn't, re, if she didn't work for a competing radio company, I'd have her on the podcast. I'd have her own podcast. I know she has her own podcast. We love Fallon. Well. Uh, we're six minutes in. We haven't even gotten to the topic of the podcast. Will we do it? Let's do it. Well, today, oh, that's not the good one. That's the, we like the, uh, the. I didn't use the good harp. Sorry, Kyle. him right. Kyle, I know what it is.
1: <laughs>
0: there it is. There's the good harp. Uh, this episode is kind of uh, the end of our holiday trilogy. We had a new hope. At Empire Strikes Back, this is Return of the Jedi. So we, we gave you a rundown in a couple episodes ago of just general stuff happening at the WDW. Um, no, that was last week. The week before was just general Christmas Day, specifically at Magic Kingdom. This, as we promised you, this is New Year's Eve. And we're going to focus... Well, well, we'll touch on a little bit of each park, but let's be honest. We spend New Year's Eve at where, Colin? At the one and only... Epcot. Okay. Even with construction, can you kind of explain? People may be a little, well, no, Disney freaks will understand. But why do we pick? Let's bottom line it before we get into a story or two or some tips. Why do we pick Epcot out of the four parks to spend
1: New Year's Eve at? Well, one, it's all adults, which That's is very true. I mean, what we're all about. They don't let kids in. <laughs> I'm just joking. They do, unfortunately. Um, But you get 13 different New Year's. Yeah. So, fun fact for friends, they celebrate New Year's around the World Showcase when it's New Year's in that country. Now, obviously, not all of them are going to be at the right time because, like, China is probably, I don't know, 18 hours ahead of us, mm-hmm. something yeah. like that. Yeah. So, they can't do that. But, I trust you on the Chinese time. I'm not going to check you on that. Yeah, I don't know. Um, so, they don't do it all ex- at, the exact, at, at the exact right time, but some of them do. And so, like, you'll be walking around and you'll hear stuff go off. And it's like, oh, it must, it's, you know, six o'clock. It's New Year's in the UK. Yeah. Oh, look, it's uh, New Year's in Italy. It's, it's so, we're
0: actually going to have a clip. I have a clip of it, um, of last year because it's my favorite part. When I talk about New Year's Eve to people, I always try to recreate this moment, which always gives me chills, always makes me cry. Usually we're with my mother in law. She will not be with us this weekend at this time. I'm very bitter. I'm going to try to tamp down my bitterness about this, (laughs) but anyway. Um, but it's all, it's one of my favorite moments of the year. It really is one of my favorite moments of the year. It never gets old. It never ever gets old. So you did a good, yeah, that's why we pick it. Now there's, but there are, there, we eventually probably should go to another park to see what they do, but I just, even in, construction hell that Epcot is right now.
1: Well, and the good thing about that is most of the construction is in Future World. Yeah. And we spend New Year's Eve in World Showcase. Now, I will say it is the busiest
0: you will ever, ever, ever see Epcot is on New Year's Eve. Walt Disney World in general. (laughs) Walt Disney World in general, but the sea of humanity... That the ascends. first time we
1: ever saw it, I was like, I thought I'd seen the parks busy, but no, girl. they literally put like um, stanchions down the sidewalks to divide traffic into two-way flows. They have so many more cast members, and they've got like those um, airplane guiding, like air come traffic. This way, this way, come this way. Air yeah. traffic controllers out there guiding traffic, and they're strict about the this is a one way or this you're walking on the wrong side. Like they will not let you through. It is another example of how Disney knows how to control
0: chaos, Mm -hmm. and they know how. Our friend Jen said this. They know how to move massive amounts of people in the most effective way, and New
1: Year's Eve is one of the best examples of Disney World at their best. Yeah, because even though there's a lot of people, it's controlled chaos, and so everything is very clear and organized on what you're supposed to do. There's longer lines, but, I mean, it's New Year's Eve. It's going to be. Well, let's, okay, since you, well, before we get into that. Yeah. Do you mind? I want to jump over because we're only doing one episode about New Year's Eve. Yeah. So I want to quickly brush over Magic Kingdom before we get into Epcot because we're going to spend a lot of time on Epcot. Well, what? What? Colin, stopping me from telling you is the story
0: where I almost. We'll get into it. Crapped no. my Crapped my pants. No, but, don't say it. Well, no. I'm going I want people to stay to the end, and if they hear that I almost crapped my pants in the middle of Epcot Center, girl, they're gonna stay tuned. Would you? I know. I, don't yes. know if I want to yeah. hear, girl. <laughs> 22 years in broadcasting. I know what I'm doing here. Okay, so that's – don't you roll your eyes in my career, Biatch. Anyway, so let's – you're right. Let's start – let's bounce around. Do you want to start with Magic Kingdom? Because we – I know what you're – I think I know what you're going to say. Yeah. So um, tink tip here,
1: friends. Yeah.
0: Um, Oh, you would like the tink tip. You would like the tink tip thing now? Okay. Oh, here we go. Just for you. I thought you were a professional.
1: Um, I was so um, taken aback by your eye roll that I was stunted. Okay, tank tip. If you did not know this, Magic Kingdom does two nights of New Year's Eve fireworks. Mm -hmm. And so I love fireworks. I don't want to spend New Year's Eve necessarily at Magic Kingdom because it is more for kids. And so there's, one, a lot of kids there. Two, you can't drink around the park. And it's New Year's Eve. I want to be drinking. Mm -hmm. So we go the night before on the 30th. To Magic Kingdom and they do the fireworks at like eight o'clock at night or something. Which is great for kids and us. Yeah. So you go, you see the whole thing and it is massive. It is massive. Like it is on a scale. I cannot even explain. If you YouTube it, you'll see it. I think they do 10 d- different fireworks display. They're all the same display, but they do it 10 times in a semicircle around Magic Kingdom. It is breathtaking. It's beautiful. It is worth saying. I mean, yes, but like that's what I'm saying. Like plan your night. Go the night before, see it at Magic Kingdom at 8 o'clock, get out of there, and then you can do New Year's Eve at Epcot with all the other adults.
0: Yeah, or another park. But yeah, if you do not have kids, but you still want to see Magic Kingdom because it's the thing, this is the way to do it. Go the night before. This was one of the best tips. I forgot who told us this. We're like, I think we looked it up or something. You probably found it. Yeah, most likely. Um, And then Magic's really the only park that does that, though, right, as far as the day before crap.
1: Yes. I don't know. Well, Animal Kingdom, I don't I think ever does fireworks because of the yeah, animals. animals, you yeah. Know? Um, and Hollywood, I don't know if they do anything big for New Year's Eve. Mm. I mean, they do a fireworks display, but I don't know if it's anything over the top, Huge. breathtaking. Um, same with Disney Springs. They do, I think, um, like a drone, a drone, I said droid, a drone laser light show. They might do fireworks and stuff. Here's my other tank tip friends. We mentioned this in the other episode. Disney Springs can be a bit of a disaster. Oh yeah, on New Year's Eve, unless you're staying at what is it? Saratoga Springs is right there. Mm-hmm. Maybe you can take the boat back home, or I mean, I think Key West probably does that. Um, the problem is you. The only way to get there is to either drive or bus. Yeah, it's guys. Uh, try not to do it. There's a lot of people there. A lot of people. I read uh, last year when we were down there. I read the, the headlines the next day from the Orlando Sentinel. People didn't get out of the parking ramps at Disney Springs until like 4 a.m. Yeah, that's that's not a joke. That's the Orlando Sentinel. It's
0: true. I just read, yeah, Animal Kingdom doesn't have a ton of stuff. They do do a countdown to midnight on the Tree of Life, which people say is really, really cool. But other than that, there's specially themed food and beverage offerings throughout the
1: park, but nothing to the degree that you're going to find at Epcot. Or the Magic Kingdom. There are some great um, fireworks viewing parties, though, too, to keep in mind. Like, the ultimate creme de la creme is at California Grill at the Contemporary Resort. It is, like, $650 a person. I'm not even kidding. Black Tie Affair, like, caviar, champagne, like, over the top. I want to do it one year. But I have a hard I time don't. swallowing that pill.
0: I know, and I don't know if I want to be fancy on New Year's Eve. I don't, you know what I mean? I don't know. That's what always holds me back. I get New Year's Eve is the day to be fancy, but I don't know, but I maybe yeah, obviously one day. No, look here, uh, we'll stop here as we're going around to their parks. If you are people adverse and you and, and you're barely going to Disney. You may not want to go to Epcot. You may want to go to Animal Kingdom or you may want to go to Hollywood Studios because oh yeah, let me just say, if it's not already obvious, if you are going and you're kind of dreading New Year's Eve and you do not like people, I would not go to Epcot or Magic Kingdom. I no. would go to the other two
1: parks. Yeah, Epcot had it. I want to say it was like, what did they say? 90 or 100,000 people in there that day. It's a lot of people. Yeah, that was higher than that. Maybe it was. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, magic always hits capacities, and that's—I don't even know what their capacity is in a day.
0: It hit. I—I I think didn't it hit capacity at like one noon time? usually? Noon. Yeah. yeah, we were at we were in uh, Hollywood Studios, and we got the notification that it had already reached capacity, and that Epcot one year had reached capacity kind of early. And Colin and I were—we were like, "Oh crap, are we going to get in?" But then it always thins out, um, or er, like late afternoon. And then we go in to Epcot
1: around 6 or 7, somewhere around there. Yeah, we tend to eat early or not eat and then just walk around Epcot and eat. But the problem with that is there's so many people, like, it's hard to get food. But that's another thing. If you know you're going to be there for New Year's Eve, friends, make your dining reservations way in advance. Because I can – I mean, I'm looking now. There's still some available, but it's at restaurants that people probably don't want to go to. Like Denny's. Yeah. Denny's at Disney. Denny's at Disney. Um, But there – That's obviously going to be a tough reservation to get. I got us at a new one. We'll see what a brand-new restaurant we've never been. What what are we doing? Takunte, I think it is, the Japanese place. I don't even know what you just said. Oh, that's a new place. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, there we go.
0: So I was going to say I don't know how to say goodbye. I don't know how to say goodbye in Japanese. I'll learn that anyway. Now, before we tell you uh, all about Epcot on New Year's Eve and specifically how I almost had to go to the bathroom in a bush, we're going to take a break and hear from our good friends at Travel Leaders back after this. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To
1: start planning a magical Disney vacation with a Travel Leaders advisor, visit TVLLeaders.com slash TFG. That's TVLLeaders.com slash TFG.
0: Welcome back, everybody. Again, big love to Travel Leaders. I just uh, put on Instagram a picture of the team. They are masters at planning your Walt Disney World vacation. So if we have gotten you started in the planning process, Travel Leaders can take your Millennium Falcon and land it beautifully on Batuu. So call travel leaders and let them know you heard about, uh, if you like us, like them, they, they, they really, um, were the first ones to sign on with us. So we have mad love for travel leaders.
1: Yeah. Leslie at magic mouse trip
0: sent us an email. She was loving the picture. (laughs) I Leslie, I love her. So yeah. So love up travel leaders. You can love up that picture too. They'd really appreciate it. They're a great company. They really, they're just like, Good folks that all love Disney. Okay, back to the part three of our holiday trilogy. This is all about New Year's Eve specifically at Epcot because that's where the fairies are. That's where we choose to spend our New Year's Eve.
1: Yeah, friends, if you're going to be there for New Year's Eve, I mean, we love a good vodka soda with lemon or lime. So
0: A girl never turns down a drink unless the guy looks like he's going to put us in a well. Anyway, even so, then I just drink it fast and run away uh, before. Yeah. Before he puts us in his black van and takes us to the second location, which crime experts will tell you, never let him take you to the second location.
1: Anyway, yeah, drop us a note, slide into our DMS. Let us know if you're going to be there on New Year's Eve. Um, okay. wh-
0: what do you think the, the biggest thing we should tell folks about Epcot on New Year's Eve? In your opinion, um, probably the fireworks. That yeah. was your favorite oh, thing. Gosh. Okay. I have a little clip here. I I will sell this with audio. I'm smiling thinking about it. As Colin said a few minutes ago at the top of the show, the great thing about Epcot at New Year's Eve is not only do you get normal fireworks, but because of World Showcase, you go around the world. On top of each pavilion, around the World Showcase, they fire off a little mini fireworks show throughout. Uh, as we approach midnight here in America, so around 11:50 they start this. Yep and they light
1: they light up that pavilion. They play music from that country. The fireworks might be like colored or themed after that country. It's really cool. It's really cool. And it all culminates
0: to this. It all culminates to this moment where this announcer. Now, this is obviously amateur um, video. So it's not as dramatic and bassy and boomy as when you're standing there. And the announcer is over all of those thousands of speakers around Epcot. And the bass, you hear the bass of the drum roll. But it's so fantastic. So just picture it all the other countries have ignited their fireworks, and then all of a sudden, you hear this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, now it's our turn. The moment has arrived. Let's go. the new... The ground. the ground shakes yeah my mom actually looked down and was like what's going on because the ground was shaking because the fireworks are so big and so loud and it lights up the it looks higher it looks like it's 12 o'clock in the afternoon it yes. is so bright i say that all the time i tell people
0: it looks like it's 2 p.m when the fireworks all go off that's how freaking cool it is and that's It's my favorite thing. Just watching it, even with the crappy audio, (laughs) it's, it just gets me excited. And I always think it's a male announcer. I always forget that it's a female announcer. She's really good. Whoever she is hats off to you. But yeah, so that's one of the main reasons why the cliche is pack your patience. It is the busiest day. You're going to be, you're going to be bumped into, you're going to be, uh, you're going to wait. Oh, you're going to wait for everything.
1: Yeah, I, the first time we went, I had no idea. And I'm like, let's just pop into Rosen Crown Pub for a drink. And you get over there and they have stanchions outside the door. There's like a line serpentine three times just to get in. And then they take out all the furniture, obviously, and it is packed.
0: Again, I don't, I need, I need everybody to understand you're going to wait for absolutely Everything there is from bathrooms to checking out to getting a bottle of water. So if you have necessities, if you can pee before you begin your night at Epcot, I'm just telling you, you're gonna wait. That was what shocked me and I should have known it. But even as a pro, I was shocked at the line for everything from a drink to pee -pee. It was
1: bad. Well, that leads us perfectly into your horror story of the night. Yeah. Do you have any other tips,
0: any other things before we end on the, the story of the book? I have two quick
1: things I want to get out. One, be kind to people. Uh, thank you. I was hoping you would say this. It is New Year's Eve. People are busting their ass to make everyone happy and get everyone what they want. Cast members. Yep. Those cast members are working so hard. So when you're waiting in line, don't be crabby to the bouncer. Don't be crabby to the bartender. Tip them well. Yeah. They're working so hard. It's New Year's Eve. They probably want to be out having a good time, too. But, but they're, they're helping there. to have make it's, you. I don't mean to interrupt you, but yeah. So be kind. The other one, um, this is what we do. So we stay in the Epcot Resorts area on New Year's Eve. Mm-hmm. Because, Why? Because, as I said, getting around on New Year's Eve, really expensive, long waits. Like, even at Magic Kingdom to take the monorail, you're going to wait hours. Maybe two hours just to get on the monorail because there's so many people. And that's the only way besides the ferries, in or out, and buses, you know. So we go to Epcot. We stand on, like, the bridge between the United Kingdom and France. And then we go out the back entrance at uh, International Gateway. And we stay at the Epcot Resorts area. So fireworks are over at 1210. We are in our hotel by 1220, 1225. That is Mm -hmm. not a joke. Our, my boss, Dan
0: Seaman, once had to wait four hours from Magic Kingdom on New Year's Eve, and he told me that, and at that moment I swore I would never, ever, ever do that. So if you're planning for next year, maybe it's too late right now by the time you listen to this, yeah. but for next year... If you can swing it, even if you have to switch rooms and you want to spend New Year's Eve at Epcot. That's what we do. We switch rooms just for the night, just try, to be right yes. there. Try to get a room near Epcot because it is so worth it. You will
1: thank us. It will save you so or much Or get time. a room wherever you're seeing fireworks. If you're going to yeah. go see yeah, fireworks yeah. in Magic Kingdom, stay at Contemporary so you can just walk home. Yeah, it's just beyond worth it.
0: Okay, that's a great tip to end on. So now I'll, I'll quickly tell you my story. Here's proof. That you will wait for everything and the, and the danger that comes with that. I, Colin and his mom got there before I did, um, at Epcot. I forgot why I had to go back and get something. Oh, our ears. I had bought us 2019 or 2018 ears, illuminated ears. We forgot them in the hotel room. So I went back to get them. So I come back and the moment I got inside that international gateway, the stomach hit me. I was like, Oh my goodness. I have to use the bathroom. And Colin and his mom are inside Rose and Crown. And there's a line, as Colin told you, for Rose and Crown. And I had to make a judgment call. Do I wait in the line and try to make it inside Rose and Crown? And not to be graphic, but I didn't just have to pay. My stomach was a gurgling, and that's all I need to say. Do I do that? And then I looked to my left. And anybody that's been in World Showcase knows this. To the left is the UK Pavilion. There's that building right there where that's connected. It's a store and it's connected to the bathroom. I looked. There is a line down the sidewalk for the men's room, which never happens. You go to a football game. There's never a line in the men's room. It's always a women's room, a line stretched down. So I am sweating. I'm starting to sweat like, Oh my goodness. This might be the day that I poop my pants. <laughs>
1: And I'm getting these panic text messages in line saying, I might need you to go back to the hotel and get me a change of clothes. Yeah. Because I don't know what I'm going to do. No. All I'm hearing in my head is this. Molly,
0: you in danger, girl. That's all I'm hearing in my head is Whoopi Goldberg telling me that I'm in danger. I'm in danger of crapping my pants. So then I had to be practical and I devised what I'm gonna do. As Colin told you, I'm I'm thinking, okay, if I poo, there's those bushes by the red telephone booths. There's some shrubbery. I will squat down, I will do my business, and I will make I will stay squatted until Colin goes to the hotel <laughs> Like, none of the 100,000 people are going to see him squatting in the bushes. (laughs) But I will squat in the bushes and stay there until Colin comes back with some fresh drawers. Because it was going to happen, and it was dark by the bushes. And that was the only place I could squat. It's like that scene out of Bridesmaids. It's happening. It's happening. It was getting close to happening. And so finally, I got in. I made the judgment call to wait in the line by the bathrooms by the UK, not inside the pub. And we got in there and, and there was a guy from New Jersey in front of me who's my guardian angel. He is freaking, uh, Della Reese. <laughs> he was my Della Reese. He touched, I was touched by a New Jersey angel. He was Roma Downey girl. He saw that all the douchebags in the stalls, he could see that they were holding their phones from the crack of all the doors. Everybody was just sitting in there on the commodes, not doing their business. They were tweeting and texting. And the guy from New Jersey in front of me pounding all the doors and he goes, yo, yo, let's text him more pooping or something to that degree. And as that, there was a John Williams orchestra of flushing and two stalls open. New Jersey guy went in one. I went in the other. And ladies and gentlemen, I'm proud to say I did not poop my pants at Epcot Center.
1: (laughs) Um, now you have to post that picture that we recreated. We did
0: recreate it. I'll put it on Two Fairy Godfathers Instagram. If that's not a reason for you to follow us on Instagram, <laughs> I don't know what is. Did you? We did take that
1: picture, didn't we? Oh yeah. Okay. I made you. And people are looking like, why is this guy crawling in the bushes? Yeah. Little did they know. Well, search for us at Two Fairy Godfathers on Instagram, Twitter, and
0: Facebook. Spread the word. Thanks for the love. Here's to another forty.
1: Yeah. Here, thanks, friends, for following us. We'll have another. Episode next week, and then we'll be live in Disney World, I'm guessing. So bye bye. <laughs>